nine years that we've had together as a family of your people uh, and in the, uh, the role of pastor of this congregation. And as we conclude uh, this chapter in this church's and this congregation's life and look forward to a new one, uh, we pray that you would indeed help us to reflect well uh, and to move on to this next stage well, uh, leaving well but also starting well on this new chapter which you would have for us. Amen. Well, uh, somebody's parting words usually focus on what's most important. Uh, Their parting words express ideas or values they want to remain with people uh, after they have left. Uh, During the 9-11 terrorist attacks in 2001, uh, numerous voicemails and messages were left for loved ones by those who were caught up in those tragic events. Uh, Brian Sweeney was on flight United Airlines 175, and he left the following message for his wife before the plane smashed into the World Trade Center, and I quote, I just want you to know that I absolutely love you. I want you to do good, go have good times, same to my parents and everybody, and I just totally love you. Parting words are poignant. They have the power to remain with people after somebody has left. And so knowing that my time with you is now short, uh, I have reflected on what I would want to remain with you after we have left. Now much could be said, uh, but what is most important for us and for you at this time? Uh, What would we ask that you pray for us as we go? And what should we be praying for you as you stay? And four points stand out to me, and I think they reflect the particular challenges and needs that face all of us at this stage in our faith journey. So firstly, uh, pray to keep growing in love. In that famous passage in 1 Corinthians 13, there is that haunting, repeated refrain. Here it is. But if you have not love, you are nothing. If we have not love, then we are nothing. Uh, Love is central to our design and to our purpose. Uh, The Ten Commandments express love in action for God and for our fellow people. If love is not central to our life together as God's people, we will be relegated to mediocrity. Uh, We're going to miss out on the good life that God offers us. So what would I ask you to pray for us as we go? Please pray that we will love the people in Ipswich well. Not just those who are easy to love, but also those for whom it is a stretch to love. Uh, Speaking personally, uh, love, love comes naturally to me. Unfortunately, my loving often has a very limited scope because I find it easy to love myself. Hey, I'm in the gifted and talented class for that one. Uh, But there are times when I'm able to look beyond my own self-interest to loving others, yet all too often it is a decision of the will rather than a natural outflow of the heart. And that's especially the case with those with whom I don't naturally gel. So loving others well is a growth area for all of us. And that would be what we would ask you to pray for us as we go. Uh, Pray that we would be growing and loving people well 
uh, particularly where loving people is a stretch. Please pray that we would be continually flexing and developing our loving muscles. And this is what I would also pray for you, that love each other well, especially with those for whom it is a stretch. Now, there's a particular angle on loving well that I want to pick up on, and it does intersect helpfully with this whole area of spiritual growth and transformation. It came out of a podcast I heard recently on our desire to change others. Uh, the podcast involved an interview with um, a very experienced Christian marriage counselor. And he shared a very profound principle. Uh, it doesn't just apply to marriage, but to all relationships, including our church relationships. And it was the secret of how to change people. Uh, we are all experts in seeing what needs to change in other people. But how do we bring about that change? Uh, when we share our precious insights with people, it's very rare for them to fall on their knees with tearful gratitude and vigorous resolve to amend their ways. So how do we change them? Here's the principle. If you want to change someone, they have to first feel loved and accepted by you for who they are before they are willing to listen to you about who you think they should be. Or to put it another way, uh, if we are loved and embraced for who we are, it sets the stage for our transformation, for our growth, and for our change. Uh, in the podcast, he applied this principle in the context of a marriage relationship. He offered three rules for changing your spouse. Firstly, lose interest in changing your spouse. Uh, secondly, lose interest in changing your spouse. And thirdly, lose interest in changing your spouse. The point was, they need to be loved first for who they are, as they are. And if the primary interest is in changing someone rather than loving them, it's a highway to nowhere. Now, there is plenty in me that needs to change. There is plenty in you that needs to change. There will be plenty in the people in Ipswich that needs to change. Pray for us that we'll love the people well and accept them for who they are so that we can set the stage for transformation, growth, and change. And we're going to pray the same for you. We will pray that you will love each other well and accept each other for who you are. And in so doing, set the stage for real, deep, exciting change. We will pray that you will love in a way that stretches you. And that won't necessarily be an outflow of your heart. Sometimes it will require a decision of the will. But remember, if we have not love, then we are nothing. Pray to grow in love. Secondly, uh, pray for boldness and creativity in sharing the gospel. Uh, part of my role at Ipswich will be uh, what is called a connect pastor. In other words, I'm encouraging all of the four churches in that network to be reaching out into their communities. Uh, I'm trying to maintain the focus on sharing the gospel uh, through loving, serving, and explaining. Of course, the challenge is that I don't just encourage others to share the gospel, but that I also do it myself, and that's not easy. 
I think we all face various struggles in this area of sharing our faith. Uh, We know all too well how closed and dismissive our secular society is to discussing matters of faith. And consequently, uh, there is a real danger to which we are all prone, and it is fear and timidity. It feels awkward or unwelcome to speak of our faith, and so we don't bother. We are cowed into silence. Now, this is not a new problem. Even one of the greatest evangelists in church history struggled with this. Uh, That is why the Apostle Paul has this specific prayer request in Ephesians 6. He says this, uh, Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. And so, uh, that is what I would ask you to pray for us as we go. Uh, May we lead by example. May we be both bold, but also creative in the way that we share the gospel with people. And that is what we will also pray for you. Praying to be bold and creative means we are ready to be used by God when he does present us with opportunities. Now, opportunities to speak about the gospel may be few and far between, but they do sometimes pop up in the most unlikely of places. And the challenge is to be ready and to be bold. Uh, I recall a party I attended where uh, a woman was sharing with me uh, her round-the-world holiday plans. And they were very impressive, and they came to quite a tidy bill. I commented on the cost, to which she replied, well, you can't take any of it with you. And there it was the gospel opportunity. Did I take it? No, I wasn't quick enough on my feet. It was only afterwards that I realized actually it was a gift. I could have asked her how she was caring for the part of her that she could take with her. What was she doing to care for her soul? So I'm resolved to be more ready next time. So please pray for us for both our boldness and for our creativity in sharing the gospel as we go to Ipswich. We will also pray that for you. Uh, Thirdly, uh, pray to live with an eternal perspective. Uh, Recently, I have gone through the exercise of uh, distilling out uh, my core values for life. Uh, I've pondered the question, uh, what are the core values that really, really drive me, that really are anchored deep in my heart? Uh, It's been a really helpful initiative. Uh, If I'm clear on my core values, then it's going to guide my decisions and my goals. And I really commend this process to you. Uh, Here is one of my four core values. I've got four, and here's one of them. To have a positive eternal impact on people's lives, being used by God to help people come to faith, to grow in their faith, to be changed, to be transformed, and to be restored. I want my life to count for eternity. I want to be used by God in the life of others for their eternal good. Uh, Of course, Scripture encourages us to adopt such a mindset, uh, and it uses various metaphors. Uh, It exhorts us to view life as a fight or as a race. And the finishing line, of course, is our passage from this life into the next life. 
uh, 2 Timothy 4, uh, nicely brings, about, brings both metaphors together. It says this. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Please pray for us as we go, that we will live ever more deeply with this eternal perspective in view, and that it will filter down into shaping our day-to-day decisions and priorities. Please pray that for Tracy and myself, pray that for our boys, pray that for the people in Ipswich, and we will also pray it for each of you. Fourthly and finally, uh, pray for a deep desire for ongoing change and transformation. Uh, This year, of course, we've done this uh, spiritual health sermon series, and it's been all about creating the conditions for personal spiritual growth and transformation. Uh, The series was born out of my own personal journey. Uh, It particularly arose from a situation a few years ago where I was feeling quite burnt out and stale and stuck. And the negative emotions that I experienced at that time revealed a desire in my heart that was not being met at that time. And it was the desire for change and a closer, more dynamic walk with God. Of course, this concept of change and transformation is central to the Christian life. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 3, for example. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, speaking of those who are trusting in Christ, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. As Tracy and myself look back over the last nine years, uh, we are encouraged to see how God has changed us. And the last few years have been particularly formative. Please pray for us that we will not lose our desire to change. Uh, Pray that we won't be satisfied with the way we are. Pray that we won't succumb to the temptation to take our foot off the pedal and to be content with the status quo. Please pray that we would have an unquenchable thirst for ongoing transformation into Christ-likeness. And that is what we will also pray for you, both individually but also corporately together as a congregation. For there is a danger that we all need to guard against. It's being lulled into a sleepy state where we become stale and static in our Christian life. We will pray that God will heighten your desire to be changed and to make the prospect of remaining static increasingly unsavory. So let me close with the parting words of blessing that the Apostle Paul uttered to the elders from Ephesus. These were his parting words to them in Acts 20. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Let me pray for you now. Heavenly Father, uh, we pray indeed that we would live with these gospel-shaped priorities in view. Uh, Help us, we pray, to be people who live out the gospel more fully, who are changed more to be like Jesus Christ. 
and who know from our own experience the joy of seeing that change, both individually but also corporately together as we live out our calling as your people. Help us, we pray, to do that as we go, but also as the people here stay. And we pray this for your glory. Amen.